All right, well, good morning, everyone. Good to see each of you out. Thank you for being here. I hope you're having a uh, wonderful morning so far. And if you will, at this time, why don't you go ahead, take your Bibles, turn to Daniel chapter number 12. Daniel chapter number 12 is where we're going to be here this morning. And the focus of our study here in Sunday school is actually just going to be verse number one of this chapter. We are uh, quickly uh, nearing the end of this study here in the book of Daniel. We've been going through this. Uh, we actually began at the beginning of this year, had a little bit of a break um, in the springtime, summertime, and uh, while we were all remote. And then uh, as we have come back, we've gotten back into the study. But we are uh, in the last, the final chapter of the book of Daniel. And uh, Last week, we were looking at chapter number 11, and uh, we mentioned how the last three chapters of the book of Daniel are really all one prophetic uh, vision that Daniel received, and so they really ought to be studied together, and so chapter uh, 10, 11, and 12 are, are all together, and this is uh, the conclusion uh, in chapter number 12, and uh, if, if you just uh, glance back into chapter number 11, last week uh, I mentioned this. There is a break, a prophetic break that happens between verses number 35 and verse 36. The narrative shifts in the prophecy, um, and whereas that first uh, kind of chunk of prophecy was prophecy, things yet to come for Daniel, but we know we can look back and we can see that they actually occurred. And then and from verse 35 to verse 36, there's a break. And verse 36 begins a prophecy that is still prophecy for us. It is a future events for us. And so things that have not been fulfilled, and, and it related primarily to, and we studied this last week, to the rise and then the fall of the Antichrist. That is how chapter number 11 ended in, uh, in this prophecy. Well, um, the uh, phrase at that time, which uh, can be found in verse uh, 35, we see that it talks about, uh, in verse 35 of chapter number 11, uh, it, it uses the word uh, even to the end or the time of the end, and um, also in verse number 40, it talks about the end times. It says, and at the time of the end shall the king of the south. So it's speaking of uh, this future event. We see that that phrase um, connects in verse number one. And so I want us to read verse number one in chapter number 12. So in chapter number 11, it's giving the prophecy of something that at that time, when it comes... And so verse number 12 connects it here, and it starts out and says in verse number 1, And at that time uh, shall Michael stand up. Are you with me? In verse number 1, chapter number 12. This is going to be our study here this morning. The Bible says, And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince shall that's which standeth for the children of thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to the same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book of life. And 
I want to talk about, and and we're going to look at plenty of scripture here today, about this time that is being talked about here, uh, the Great Tribulation period. And so this is a period um, of time that the Word of God tells us is known as the Great Tribulation. And the Great Tribulation period is actually the second half of the Tribulation period. And verse number uh, 12 um, it, there's three divisions uh, that we'll look at, three points, um, basically, uh, here this morning. The beginning, uh, which we're going to look at this great prince is talked about here. And uh, we're going to read some scripture about what this time, this great tribulation period is going to be like here on earth. And then the end of it, or the deliverance that is talked about here in verse number one. But first, uh, look at verse number one once again here in chapter number 12. Uh, the Bible says, And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. And uh, this great prince uh, is referred to as Michael. Um, Michael the archangel, who uh, elsewhere is called the chief uh, one of the chief princes. princes. Uh, he's also referred to as uh, your prince, or uh, to Daniel, that would be Israel's prince. And uh, these are referred to elsewhere in the book of Daniel. Clearly, Michael, one of Michael's responsibilities is to oversee and protect the nation of Israel. Now, the word, the word stand up here in verse number one mean to arise. So the Bible's telling us at this time, this future time that has not happened yet, Michael is going to stand up or he is going to arise. And, uh, you know, the term stand up has been used throughout the book of Daniel. We see it in Daniel chapter number 8 and uh, we see it in chapter number 11. Uh, Michael here, the archangel, is going to arise to act on behalf of Israel. Now, uh, when does the archangel arise? Well, I believe, so when is this event going to happen? Well, I believe the Bible tells us this in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4. Now, in the word of God, the Bible only talks about one angel being referred to as the archangel that's actually in the book of jude jude verse number nine it it talks about and refers to michael as the archangel and the bible tells us here in first thessalonians chapter number four and verse number 16 it says for the lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel Who's that? Well, we know from Jude verse 9, this is Michael, the voice of Michael, the archangel, and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Now, what is this verse in 1 Thessalonians? What is Paul talking about here? Well, this is describing the rapture. This is describing the rapture. Um, Michael is the only spirit being in the Bible that is referred to are called uh, the archangel and we can determine that it is the rapture 
the event that we're all waiting for. It's the rapture that begins Daniel's 70th week. The rapture is the, the point where Michael stands up for Israel, the voice of the archangel, and it's the rapture that begins this period that we refer to as the tribulation period. Daniel's 70th week, a, the final seven-year um, uh, block of time in God's prophetic calendar. Or, uh, and, uh, you know, it's also at this time, so we know that what, we're, what we all should be waiting for, right, is that voice. It's the voice of Michael, the archangel, calling us up. Now, he's going to get instruction from God the Father. We know that the rapture is imminent. It's, it could happen at any time. We don't know when it is. No one knows. The Bible tells us that. It's only the Father knows, God the Father. And he's going to, just like he did with Gabriel, remember how we were talking about how our prayers are heard in heaven? And Gabriel uh, went down the previous chapter, was sent by God to answer Daniel's prayers. And God, I can just picture God, the throne room where uh, where uh, God is sitting and he says, Gabriel, go answer Daniel's prayers. And uh, one of these days, soon, I hope, God is going to say, Michael, come here. Go call the children home. Well, we're waiting for that. But at that same time, understand, the Antichrist will also be revealed. Because that's what this verse is talking about. It says, at the time shall Michael arise. He's going to stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. And the first act, and we've, we've covered this. Remember, the first act that the Antichrist is going to do is to confirm that covenant with the Jews. We looked at that in chapter number 9 and verse number 27. That uh, when the Antichrist comes on the scene, he's going to, uh, he is going to be the Jews' Messiah. They're going to they're gonna look at him and say, he's bringing peace to us, and we got our land, and he's going to restore the covenant with, the, with Israel there. This is going to happen at the very beginning of the tribulation period, which begins with Michael, the archangel, uh, calling those uh, children of God home. But the covenant will be confirmed, and this scenario, uh, this, these events are also fit with what Scripture teaches. You know, the Bible tells us that the Antichrist cannot be revealed until he who now letteth will let. And we looked at this Scripture in 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2, verses 7 and 8. It talks about that. Um, he, the Antichrist can't be revealed until he who now letteth is... Uh, will let is taken out of the way and that the word let means uh, to hinder to restrain there is there is someone who is restraining the antichrist from coming on the scene well who is that well that restrainer is the work of the holy spirit the holy spirit in the world that is happening right now you understand um, God is in control of everything. His Holy Spirit is here restraining um, this. And once he is removed, once that restrainer is removed from the scene, then the Antichrist 
can come on the scene. You understand once believers, where does the Holy Spirit reside today? Well, he resides, if you're saved, in the hearts and lives of those that have trusted Christ. The Spirit of God indwells the believer, and the restrainer is, is holding back the Antichrist from coming onto the, the scene. But once believers and the Holy Spirit are removed, there is going to come, and, and 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 3 tells us this, once the Holy Spirit has been removed from the earth, believers have been called up to be with the Lord, part of the rapture, there is going to come a great falling away as people, people that remain here on earth are going to get rid of all the godly restraints. You understand there, uh, the Holy Spirit, I mean, restrains just wickedness from coming on the earth. I mean, our lives should be an example and a testimony of God's wonderful grace. And, um, and, and, and it is. Even it should be at your workplace. You know, your influence at your workplace should be a restrainer uh, to wickedness. Um, others, how many, you know, should see your life and, and uh, your testimony. And, um, and, and, and it does. You ever have coworkers that don't want to curse in front of you? That's, that's, a, that's a, the work of the, the restrainer there. Why, why is that? Well, they feel bad. Why? Why do they feel bad? Why do they feel bad? Why do they not want to tell uh, dirty jokes in your presence? Well, could it be the work of the Holy Spirit uh, convicting them that those things shouldn't be talked about? Well, when the Holy Spirit and when believers, when Christians are no longer here on earth, who's going to be the restrainer? There won't be. And so the Bible talks about there is going to be a falling away and uh, all godly restraints in the lives of, of those here on earth. A, a flood of evil will rush in to this world. And it will bring in uh, this tribulation period. The great tribulation uh, or this tribulation period, it begins with the archangel, Michael. Uh, he's following orders from God the Father, and he shouts, and we arise. We go up to be with the Lord. But, and um, it brings on, and, and look here in verse number 1. We know that at that time shall Michael the archangel stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of, it, of thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble, and there shall, or uh, such as never was since there was a nation, even to the same time. There shall be a time of trouble. You see, once the rapture occurs, the tribulation period begins, and the Bible's telling us there is going to be a time of unparalleled trouble here on earth. A time that this world has never seen. You know, considering all the the horrifying events that have happened uh, throughout history, we study them in school, in college. You read about some of the wars, some of the pandemics that have happened, famines, earthquakes, 
the devastation that has happened, there, uh, the Bible says the world has not even seen what is about to happen. This prophecy of what is to come is truly frightening. Now, Jesus talked about what this time would be like. Here in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 15, Jesus tells us, he says, When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judah flee into the mountains. Let them which be on the housetop come not down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. In verse number 19, it continues on. And it says, And woe to them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For there shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should be no flesh be saved. No, there should, uh, should no flesh be saved, but for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. There is going to be wars. There is going to be famine. There is going to be destruction. There is going to be death, unlike anything this world has seen. And, and Jesus said, you know, if it wasn't just such a short period of time, the whole world would, would, uh, would die during this, unless it was shortened. But I, I want you to notice, though, this great tribulation. So during the tribulation period, the tribulation period refers to that the seven-year time frame. Seven years known as the tribulation. The great tribulation is uh, the last three and a half years. We're going to touch on that. But this is especially going to be a time of trouble, but it's going to be a time of trouble for Israel. Notice um, the words, thy people, and uh, Daniel's people, these were the Jews. This was Israel. This, the tribulation is going to be a time of, of Jacob's trouble in particular. Thy people. Old Testament prophets have told us this. The book of Jeremiah 30, verse number 7, says, Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble. Jeremiah prophesied there. Ezekiel prophesied. There, You can read about that in chapter 20, but I want to read a passage of Scripture here in Ezekiel chapter 22. Chapter 22, in verse number 19, Ezekiel prophesying of this time this great tribulation period of on the nation of israel said wherefore or therefore thus saith the lord god because ye are all become dross behold therefore i will gather you into the midst of jerusalem okay this is talking about the jews they're going to be in jerusalem gathered and ezekiel writes as they gather silver and brass and iron and lead and tin into the midst of the furnace to blow the fire upon it, to melt it. So I will gather you in mine anger and in my fury, and I will leave you there and melt you. God is going to 
uh, judgment will, will, I mean, it's not going to be a pleasant time for anyone during this period of time. But the Jews in particular are going to be persecuted. Ezekiel continues in verse number 21. Yea, I have gathered you and blow uh, upon you in the fire of my wrath. And ye shall be melted in the midst thereof. As silver is melted in the midst of the furnace, so shall ye be melted in the midst thereof. And ye shall know that I, the Lord, have poured out my fury upon you. Um, Zechariah, another prophet there in the Old Testament, describes how many Jews will not survive. And it says, and it shall come upon, it shall come to pass that in all the land, saith the Lord, Two parts therein shall be cut off and die, but the third shall not shall be left therein. And I will bring the third part through the fire and will refine them as silver is refined and will try them as gold is tried. They shall call on my name and I will hear them. And I will say, it is my people, and they shall say, the Lord is my God. Now, this great tribulation will be a time of trouble unlike anything the world has seen. Horrifying things will happen. And at the center of all of this disaster and tragedy will be the Jewish people. It's a time of unparalleled trouble. It's a time of trouble, especially for the Jews. Now, I want you to take comfort in this fact. We already talked about how the rapture will occur, which is the beginning of the tribulation period. But I want to show you some scripture that... You know, as troubling as these verses are that we read, and Jesus described what the tribulation was going to be like, the Old Testament prophets talk about how God is going to to uh, uh, just throw his fury upon the people, in particular the Jews. Take comfort that this period of time is not for Christians. Of course, 1 Thessalonians is written to who? The church. Paul writes to the believers there in Thessalonica in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 9. He says, For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. So you know this, if you are saved, you will not go through this period of time. Despite what some churches may teach, despite what man may say, the word of God makes it clear that believers will be caught up in the rapture. So that means they will not go through this period of time. Another comforting scripture is in Revelation chapter number 3. As John is writing the things that he saw and heard here, this was uh, written to the church there in Philadelphia. And one of the things that Jesus says to the church in Philadelphia, says, Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. So Jesus again tells us, no, this church is not going to go through the tribulation period. This is because the rapture is pre-tribulation. It, it happens before. Praise, praise the Lord for that. We do not want to go through this time. No present day, whenever the rapture occurs, if it happens today, present day believers 
will not be left behind to pass through some or all of Daniel's 70th week. The rapture is an imminent event. It's imminent, meaning it could happen at any time. No one knows the time that it'll happen. All that we are told in the word of God is that Christians, we ought to be ready for it. We ought to be ready for Christ to come at any time. We ought to be ready for this time where Michael arises, when he stands up and the voice of the archangel. We ought to be listening for Michael's voice. Now the tribulation period begins, or the, excuse me, the great tribulation period, uh, and I mentioned this, begins in the middle of the 70th week. So the tribulation is the seven-year period of time, Daniel's 70th week. And the great tribulation is in the middle of this. Now, we have, um, we've looked at this, so there are plenty of scripture that talks about this. If, you were, if you're in the book of Daniel, and um, Daniel chapter number 9, turn back maybe two or three pages, we see that Daniel here, this was Daniel's third vision, this, and this was the prophecy that God had given Daniel, actually describing the 70th week, the tribulation period, and Notice what Daniel, um, just to, again, a reminder to you. Verse 27, it says, And he, this is the Antichrist that's being talked about here, and he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. One week meaning seven years. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice of the oblation to cease. And so Daniel is written here that in the middle point of the tribulation period, three and a half years in, that covenant that the Antichrist made with the nation of Israel will be broken. The sacrifices will cease. And we see that this brings in this time, this three and a half period of time known as the Great Tribulation. This is this um, uh, is also uh, spoken of in chapter number seven. Chapter number seven, other scriptures here um, that are confirming that it's the midpoint of the tribulation, that there's a change that occurs, a change that occurs. And Daniel seven, verse twenty five, it says, and he shall speak again. The Antichrist is going to speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws and they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of times. So a time is a year, times is two. So three and a half years there. Also Revelation, Revelation talks about this event that brings on the great tribulation during the middle of this uh, seven-year period. Revelation chapter 11 and verse number 2 says, But the court which is without the temple leave out and measure it not, for it is given unto the Gentiles, and the holy city shall they tread underfoot forty and two months, or three and a half years. And uh, elsewhere, Revelation chapter 12 marks this time 13. 
chapter 13, verse number 5, also in the book of Revelation, tells us that it's for 40 and 2 months. Or, in other words, the halfway point during this seven-year tribulation period, the Bible tells us that Satan is going to give the Antichrist power to turn up the trouble, and uh, especially as it relates to the Jews, and this will begin the Great Tribulation period. Now, the first half of the tribulation, remember, at the very beginning, the Antichrist confirms this covenant with the Jews. Um, the Jews have this false peace. There's this going to false peace that will happen here on earth. Things will seem to the Jews, things will seem to be headed in the right direction. But don't think that this is any picnic, This the first three and a half years. There are going to be wars on earth during this first period of the tribulation there's going to be wars that will unfold and uh, God will still be uh, casting divine judgment upon the earth and these are all described in Revelation chapter 6 through 9 in fact we looked at uh, we, we looked at uh, last week I believe it was remember we looked at the, the three major um, events and wars that are going to happen there's going to be um, a war, uh, uh, it was talked about in, in um, the previous chapter, how there's going to be, the Antichrist will come onto the scene, he's going to have this covenant with Israel, but there's going to be war that takes place. There's going to be bloodshed. Read Revelation 6, 7, 8, and 9, and it talks about these. There's a Remember, the kings from the east are going to rise up, and... Um, the kings from the north and the south. We, we studied that last week. So don't think the first half of the tribulation is just going to be this peace on earth. Oh, the Jews will have a false peace. They're going to think the Antichrist is their Messiah. But there will be, there will be great trouble. But at the halfway point, the covenant will be broken. And it begins the Great Tribulation. This is the time of Jacob's trouble. The time of Jacob's trouble. Now Daniel chapter 12. Get back to chapter number 12. Verse number 1. It tells us that Michael's going to stand up the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation, even to the same time. And, let's read the end of the verse, And at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book of life. And so we see not only this great prince that arises, Michael, he comes on the scene, we this verse tells us about the great tribulation, but there's another great, and it's, um, it is the great deliverance that we see here. The reign of the Antichrist will come to an end. We see this great deliverance also talked about. Um, and we've, we know that the Antichrist is not going to reign for very long. 
His reign will be seven years, and it's going to come to the end. Daniel chapter 7, verse 26 tells us that. Chapter 8 tells us that. There's all these, uh, it talks and gives us prophecy about the Antichrist. And in each case, we know the Antichrist's reign will end. Well, we know the final demise of the Antichrist is going to be in the lake of fire that burns with, uh, uh, the lake of fire burning with brimstone. Book of Revelation tells us that. So we know the Antichrist, his reign will come to an end. But there, so that's going to be part of this deliverance. But we also read here in verse number one of chapter 12 that Israel is going to be delivered. Israel is going to be delivered. We read earlier from the prophet uh, Zechariah, which was describing this great tribulation period, but also Zechariah prophesies that the nation of Israel at the very end of this tribulation is going to be delivered. In Zechariah chapter 12 and verse number 9, he writes, And it shall come to pass in that day that I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. God's going to destroy them. And then uh, chapter 13 and verse number 1, he writes, And in that day there shall be a fountain opened to the house of David and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for uncleanness. He also, in chapter 14, I don't have the scripture up on the screen for you, but it tells us in verse number 3, that the Lord will go forth and fight those nations. So Jesus is going to uh, come and defeat all these nations that rise up against the nation of Israel. And then um, here in the New Testament, it's talked about in, in Romans chapter number 11. As Paul writes here to the church, or to the Romans here, not to a particular church, but to believers, he says, for I would not, brethren, uh, for I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part is happened unto Israel, until the fullness of the Gentiles be come. Verse 26, look what he's written, And so all Israel shall be saved. Israel is going to be delivered. As it is written, there shall come out of Zion the Deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant unto them, when I shall take away their sins. Now when Jesus returns to earth, his second coming, not the rapture, but at the end of the tribulation period, Jesus is going to return to earth. He's going to step foot on on um, the Mount of Olives, the eyes of many Jews at that time, those that have survived the Great Tribulation, they're going to be opened as a result, and at, or they're going to be opened. They're going to see Jesus step foot on the earth. They're going to realize their blindness, or their eyes are going to be opened. No longer will they have this blindness. And the Bible says that they are going to be saved. They're going to be delivered. Now, deliverance comes through Jesus Christ. Now, all throughout the Old Testament, we see that 
that there shall, I mean, uh, it, it's talked about how, how the Lord is going to deliver Israel in Romans. Uh, Paul writes that uh, out of Zion, the deliverer came and Israel is going to be saved. And deliverance comes through Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter uh, 24 this time. Matthew chapter 24 and verse number 29. It says this immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon. So this is at the very end of this seven year period. Daniel's 70th week is come to an end. At the end of seven years, the Bible says the sun's going to be darkened. The moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and power and the power of heavens shall and the power of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the son of man in heaven. And there shall all the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. We know this is talking about Jesus' second coming to earth. Not the rapture, his return to earth, where he steps foot on earth. And Israel's going to be delivered. They're going to see him return. And uh, last week we read a passage of scripture in Revelation chapter 19. And it describes how the heavens are going to be open and there's a white horse. And on that white horse, there appears uh, he that's, that sits upon the white horse. Remember, uh, as John writes, he says, his name is faithful and true. The name written on the thigh of the one sitting on this white horse is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. This is Jesus returning to earth. Now, the, the Bible tells us that the Jews are going to be delivered at this time. But I want to clarify that it's deliverance only for saved Jews. Read the very end of verse number one. It says, and at that time, what time? This is when Jesus returns. Thy people shall be delivered. Israel is going to be delivered. They are going to see Jesus return and they're going to be saved. But it says, every one that shall be found written in the book. What book is that? Well, it's the book of life. Deliverance is only for the saved Jews. And this um, Zechariah chapter 12 and uh, verse number 10. I want to read this uh, verse to you. Again, describing... The, the tribulation period and the very end of it, Zechariah prophesies and he says, and I will pour upon the house of David. And what did we read elsewhere? How the fury of God is going to be thrown on Israel. They're going to go through a time of Jacob's trouble. Zechariah says God is going to pour upon the house of David and upon uh, the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And it says this, in the spirit of grace and of supplications, and they that look upon me whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn for him as one mourneth 
for his only son and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. Salvation for the Jews, understand this. There is no separate plan of salvation. There is one plan of salvation that God has given us. It's for the Jews, it's for the Gentiles. Salvation for the Jews is received in the same manner as everyone else in all times. You understand salvation for Old Testament people is the same for New Testament people. It's by grace through faith in Christ. I love how Zechariah talks about this, the spirit of grace. He's saying salvation is still through Jesus Christ. It, it, and um, their names, getting back to Daniel, it says those that are saved will have their names found in the book of life. Their names are going to be written in the book. We know that uh, if your name is not in the book, what happens? Well, Revelation tells us that if your name's not found in the book of life, then those are going to be cast into the lake of fire. And so it's the Jews will be delivered at the end of the tribulation. But it's not like they just get a pass. They don't have to believe in Christ. No, they're, they're going to see Christ. They're going to receive him as their savior. And, and uh, they're going to be saved just like um, like it is today. For by grace are you saved through faith in Christ. And so this great uh, tribulation, we see that we see it really starts with the great prince that comes onto the scene. Who is that? That's Michael. Michael the archangel will uh, shout. The rapture will happen. And then what begins from that point on, he that leteth the Holy Spirit, those that know Christ as their Savior, that have the Holy Spirit indwelled within them, they're going to be taken up in the rapture. And then what we'll see is this onslaught of wickedness. The wickedness will abound. The Antichrist will come onto the scene at the beginning of the tribulation period. He will conquer and uh, in fact, he's going to uh, we, we've talked about that Jew. He will he will sign that covenant with the Jews. And so begins the seven year period, this final uh, week, so to speak, that's talked about. And um, we see halfway through the tribulation period, that covenant is broken by the Antichrist with the Jews. And it begins a period known as the Great Tribulation. For three and a half years, the Jews are going to be persecuted like nothing this world has ever seen. But at the end of that three and a half period, at the end, we see Jesus returning to earth. And he will defeat those nations that have rised up against the Jews, the nation of Israel. The Jews, there's going to be a remnant left. They're going to see Christ. They're going to believe in Christ. They're going to be saved. And, um, you know, it's, it's for us today, we have opportunity to trust in this same Christ, this same Jesus that is going to return. And we don't know when this tribulation period is going to begin. We, we know that it's imminent. It begins with the rapture. 
that could happen at any time. And at that point, we, I, don't, I don't have the scripture for you, but the Bible says if you refuse Christ today, the rapture happens. The Bible says that there will be strong delusion. You're, you will not have an opportunity. Now is the day of acceptance. Now is the day of salvation. We have a, a choice to make today. Trust Christ. Believe in Christ. For by grace are you saved through faith. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. Now we have an opportunity. And um, we can see here. Now, um, we get into verse number two. We're going to do this next week. Um, it talks about a couple. We have the great tribulation. But next week, we're going to study something that I think uh, will be very interesting. We're going to look at the great resurrection the great resurrection and there are two resurrections and we're going to study that next week so i hope you come back i hope you're here for that as we um we may wrap up the chapter next week in our study so anyway the lord bless you you are dismissed